Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. This week, uh, I'm doing a solo episode once again. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about anger and women being angry and angry women and all of that. But before we get started, I just wanted to say thanks again for tuning in and listening. Thanks again for following me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Woman Warriors as well as on Twitter. You can also sign up for the blog, Business Blog, where I talk about managing anxiety, but all kinds of other stuff too. So share a little bit of my own story there as well. So you can sign up through my website, progressioncounseling.com or womanwarriors.com. So... Women and anger, angry women, women getting angry. I don't know about you, but I struggle with displaying, showing, and being angry. It's a very uncomfortable feeling for me. I grew up in a home where I'm not sure I really ever saw my parents yelling at each other. There were very few fights. The fights that happened did not happen in front of us kids. There were times where my mom would kind of lash out when she was frustrated with us, but it wasn't a, it was more of a reactive process versus, or it was more of her reactivity versus like, I'm angry with you for these reasons. So I don't, I don't do well with anger. I don't do well with conflict. I tend to be a peacemaker, uh, a make nice, good girl sort of person. Uh, And so anger really makes me uncomfortable. And I was actually exploring this a few weeks ago with my therapist and just the impact that suppressed or unexpressed anger can have on us as women or us as people, but I think women tend to hold back on showing their angry feelings more often than men. And I think there's good reason for that. But before we get into that, I just wanted to share some of the definitions of anger. So what is anger? According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, anger is a strong feeling of displeasure and usually of antagonism. So feeling antagonized, but showing antagonism towards others. Dictionary.com says, anger is a strong feeling of displeasure and belligerence aroused by a wrong, wrath, or ire. The Cambridge Dictionary says, anger is the feeling people get when something unfair, painful, or bad happens. But what is anger? Well, it's a biological, as physiological, as well as 
emotional response, right? So when we're angry, it's not just we're saying things, we're telling people about why we're angry, we're also feeling it in our bodies. So according to the American Psychological Association, anger is an emotion characterized by antagonism towards someone or something you feel has deliberately done you wrong. Anger can be a good thing. It can give you a way to express negative feelings, for example, or motivate you to find solutions to problems. But the APA also says excessive anger can cause problems. Increased blood pressure and other physical changes associated with anger can make it difficult to think straight, can make it difficult to think straight, and can harm your physical and mental health. So unhealthy anger is not great. So if you're angry all the time, you're probably causing your body some pretty uh, impactful, stressful biological responses, which we'll get to later. But just everyday anger, anger over feeling wronged, anger over feeling that you were unjustly criticized or blamed, that's not even something a lot of women are comfortable expressing. I recently listened to and watched a TED Talk with Soraya Shamali, who wrote the book, Rage Becomes Her. She describes the angry women stereotypes, the spicy Latina, the sad Asian woman, the angry black woman, and the crazy white woman. So culturally, societally, angry women are not looked at very fondly in a positive light, or even as normal. So Ms. Shamali also shares that anger for women can be socially isolating for both women and girls because it's socially gendered. And we as adults penalize anger and women. How about that? We ourselves are penalizing anger in other women and in girls. So we're telling them it's not okay. It's not socially acceptable. It is not something you're supposed to be expressing. And maybe we even isolate you if you're an angry person by not talking to you, not being your friend, not hanging around you, not hiring you. But according to the American Psychological Association, women get angry with the same frequency as men. So we're getting angry. We're just not showing it because it's considered unfeminine. So we're socialized not to express it. And so we express anger less often than men. The APA also shares that there are three root causes for women's anger. One being powerlessness, two, injustice, and three, the irresponsibility of others. So if that's the case, I would imagine a lot of us are feeling angry a lot of the time. So societally, how does displaying anger, showing anger, impact us out there in the working world? Well, a Harvard study 
on the impact of women's anger in the workplace showed that women who expressed anger in an interview for a job were rated with lower status, given lower wages, and viewed as less competent. Whereas men who showed anger were rated with a higher status and got higher wages. And for women to retain or obtain higher status and wages... They have to explain their anger while men were rewarded for their behaviors. Research also shows that angry men were rated as more desirable than men who showed sadness or remorse. Angry men were rated as more desirable than men who showed sadness or remorse. Imagine that. Think about that. I feel like that sheds a whole lot of light on the current political administration's approval ratings. There are a heck of a lot of angry white men in charge that we have put in place through voting. So the differences even hold true for women in general on the job. Unemotional women, whether you're a CEO or a trainee, end up with larger salary increases than women who show anger. But what's interesting is like even talking about this, I notice in myself a discomfort with angry women in the workplace. So my biases are still getting in the way of feeling comfortable around a woman, even thinking about it theoretically, but an angry woman in the workplace. I want to, there's part of me that just wants to cringe and say, no, 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 don't don't be that angry, crazy white women or angry black women because you're going to be judged. You're going to be vilified. You are going to be isolated. So there's still a part of me that feels uncomfortable with the idea of women being angry anywhere. So we're so often demeaned or dismissed when we're angry. And again, here I'm doing it in this moment more consciously than I ever have, but really thinking about how we dismiss or demean women who are angry. But what happens when we don't express it? What happens like to me when I hold back on my anger? To you, when we are swallowing that anger, not expressing it, our repressed anger gets stored in our bodies where it can wreak havoc on our system, causing physiological and psychological symptoms. We get sick, we get autoimmune disorders, we have heart attacks, high blood pressure, chronic pain, chronic illness. So NICAM, N-I-C-A-B-M, the National Institute for the Clinical Application of Behavioral Medicine, which is an amazing website, uh, both for education, but also resources for mental health clinicians, They have a really great infographic that I will share in the show notes. It says how anger affects your brain and your body. So the steps are first, the first spark of anger activates the amygdala before you're even aware of it. The amygdala activates hypothalamus. The hypothalamus signals the pituitary gland by discharging corticotropin-releasing hormone CRH, the pituitary activates the adrenal glands by releasing the other, another hormone, ACTH, which I can't pronounce. 
And then the adrenal glands secrete stress hormones like cortisol, adrenaline, and noradrenaline. The elevated cortisol causes neurons to accept too much calcium through their membrane. A calcium overload can make cells fire too frequently and die. So they're just firing, 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 firing. So if we're not expressing our anger and we're just holding it and we're ruminating, this is what's happening in our brain. The hippocampus and prefrontal cortex are particularly vulnerable to cortisol and these negative effects. So prefrontal cortex, where we do all our reasoning, problem-solving, present-minded focus is getting impacted if we are just holding on to this anger and reliving it moment by moment instead of expressing it. So the elevated cortisol causes a loss of neurons in the prefrontal cortex. The suppressed activity in the prefrontal cortex prevents you from using your best judgment. It keeps you from making good decisions and planning for the future. Elevated cortisol kills neurons in the hippocampus and disrupts the creation of new ones. Suppressed activity in the hippocampus weakens short-term memory. It also prevents you from forming new memories properly, which is why you might not remember what what you wanted to say in an argument. So when you're in that space and you really want to express yourself and you're angry, it might be hard to do that because you're having trouble remembering why you were mad. Too much cortisol will decrease serotonin, and that's the hormone that makes you feel good and happy. A decrease in serotonin can make you feel anger and pain more easily, so chronic pain as well as increase aggressive behavior and lead to depression. So literally making you feel worse. So by not getting angry, we're harming our our positive mental health as well as our physical mental health. So all of those stress hormones that are activated when we're angry and for women who don't express anger tend to ruminate over the things they're angry about more often. So we are holding and reliving those angry feelings for longer periods of time than men. It impacts our cardiovascular system, our immune system, our digestive system. So heart rate goes up, blood pressure goes up, arterial tension, which I don't even know what that is, but that goes up. Our blood glucose level goes up and our fatty acid levels in the blood also goes up. When these symptoms become chronic, blood vessels become clogged and damaged, leading to stroke and heart attack. We're killing ourselves by not getting angry, which makes me really angry. That's crazy. And our immune system, the thyroid function decreases. The number of natural killer cells that attack viruses and the foreign bodies within our bodies goes down. The number of virus-insected cells then go up, which can increase the incidence of cancer. Our digestive system, the blood flow decreases, metabolism decreases, we get a dry mouth. It can increase the pressure in our eyes, so our eyesight diminishes. It can cause headaches, migraines, and also a decrease in bone density. So Not expressing our anger, holding on to the anger, swallowing it, pushing it down, not feeling it, not expressing it, could literally be killing us. So why aren't we expressing it? Why aren't we getting angry more often? 
Well, back to the TED Talk. Soraya Shamali says that we don't express our anger because we fear mockery and being lumped in with those stereotypes of angry women. But the repressed anger then leads us to ruminating, thinking about the issue again and again and again. And many women I know say that they fear getting angry because it might make them cry. That 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 anger response sparks tears, which then can lead to being mocked or demeaned or our feelings diminished. One quote from Mr. Molly just made me smile, but also it's so impactful. She says, If men knew how often we were filled with white hot rage when we cried, they'd be staggered. I think that is so true. She suggests that societies that don't respect anger in women don't respect women. So I would love to end this podcast with strategies for helping you express your anger in healthy ways. And there are, obviously, there are good ways out there to express your anger. But this is something I am still working on. This is something I am still working through. And for me, the idea of anger being a screaming match, shouting, fighting, like that's really uncomfortable. And so finding ways that I can express my feelings of hurt and anger that feel comfortable to me is something that I'm going to keep working on and something I'm going to keep talking about and something I'm going to check back in in another episode to see how I'm doing and let you guys know. There are books on anger management, which is not a problem. I'm managing the anger. I'm just not expressing it at all is how I'm managing it. So working on mindfully being angry, being able to understand what I'm angry about and express it to the people that I love and care about or just the people in my life who've hurt me or dismiss me or make me feel powerless, that's gonna take some practice. That's gonna take some time. I would love, love, love to hear your experiences and how you handle anger, how you express it. Is this a comfortable emotion, a comfortable feeling for you? You can either send me an email or I will open up comments on this podcast episode at the end of the show notes. I will have a place where you can leave comments on how it impacts you. This also will be posted in Facebook and Twitter and... Instagram. So you can leave your comments there. But I want to know how's anger impacting your life? How is not sharing your anger impacting your life? And how do you go about expressing it in ways that feel good to you? So let's help the men in our society break those stereotypes that we talked about earlier. Let's help our societies better understand and accept angry women, because anger is an important emotion. It can get things done, but it also can get in our way if people are isolating us, making us feel bad, and withholding, whether it's emotion or pay or promotions in the workplace. 
that I would like to say, in this moment, I am going to work toward making anger a newer part of my emotional landscape. So I challenge you to do the same. Well, there's part of me that would love to say, I hope you have a wonderfully anger-filled week, but that feels terrible. So I hope you find ways to express your anger in healthy, comfortable ways for you over this next week. I hope you have a wonderful week. Ciao for now from this woman warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.